By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? What's up, everyone? My name is Haley Husby, and you may be familiar with me in my old show, Podcast 27. But it's 2023 and out with the old and with my new podcast called You'll Be Fine, a podcast centered around mental health and my personal experiences with mental illness, mental wellness, and self-help. You can listen to You'll Be Fine on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and more. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at You'll Be Fine Pod. But for now, you're listening to 2010 Minutes hosted by my good friend, Tim McCarthy. Bye. Hey, yo, you are listening to 2010 Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and yes, personal stories. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Thank you to Haley with the You'll Be Fine podcast. She is the first person to do uh, two intros because she had podcast 27, like she said, and now she has the You'll Be Fine podcast. Haley is my dog. Great person. Great podcast voice. If you're looking for a new podcast, go listen to her. Her and her uh, husband, Drew, pretty funny together when uh, he comes on the show. But yeah, go listen to her and then uh, come back and listen to me and then go back and listen to her. It's kind of like a like a, like a a double Dutch thing. Like you go in, you go out, go in, go out. That's what you should do. Go to 2010minutes.com to learn more about me and to get some more information about me and to see so many cool things on my website. I have like four cool things. You can also buy my merch. I still got winter hats, dad hats, flat brim hats. I got the whole three hat combination. So come on down. Buy yourself a hat. Don't forget I got an app in the iTunes iTunes in the Apple and Android store. You can download that. I send little notifications out here and there. You can listen to my podcast. You can also buy merch on that. And uh, yeah, go do that. I'm back with therapy. I had my therapy appointment. It was really good. It was good to catch up with him. He was on vacation himself, and he took the call on vacation. He was in, like, Colorado on, like, a ski trip. And, like, shout out to him for, like, doing his job when he's on vacation. That guy's the man. My therapist is awesome. And we were working on trying to be uh, a little bit better with everything because I've been struggling, like, with uh, my high-functioning depression there was a past experience that we had that I talked through um, that he's really proud of me that I that I worked through, which was like pretty much the the whole time we've been we've been uh, acquaintances. He's been my therapist, so I'm trying to work on that. Um, having some issues just in my personal life and just my mind, and just trying really hard to be to be okay because it's it's okay to not be okay. I almost said it the other way around. It's not okay to be okay. That'd be really fucked up if I said that and didn't even realize it. That's how negative I feel like I've been that that almost came out of my mouth. So high functioning depression is pretty much what it is, is you're depressed, but you can still get up and go do things. Like I've been depressed where I've sat in my bed for a week and not showered and grewed out my beard and grewed out. And um, just like it's depression is exactly what you think it is like. As over the top as you can think of it, it is really like that where you are just down and out and you don't want to do anything and you pretty much want to die. Um, But you're too depressed to even get up and try to attempt that, which I don't suggest. Uh, If anyone is uh, contemplating suicide, dial 988 for the Suicide Prevention Hotline or 911 and uh, someone will help you. But high functioning depression is pretty much me to a T. I get up and go to work. 
I get up and do the podcast. I get up and just try to live my life. But the whole time I'm doing that, I'm just very sad and down. And I know the medication I'm on is supposed to help out, which by the way, I found out Wellbutrin uh, kind of ties in with insomnia. I've been sleeping like absolute dog shit. I wake up in the middle of the night and just go, fuck. Every time. And like my cats kind of bug me. One of my cats is going senile. Leo, he's crazy. Like I don't know what he's doing half the time. He just like skibbity pap stuff. And then Lucille's like a 10 pound brick who sleeps between my legs. But that's not the problem because I've slept through that before. Now I just wake up at like 2, 4. I wake up on the hour every every hour like I'm current loaded with MTV News. It's brutal. Are you on medication that does that? Like, I love how, like, this medication is supposed to help up, but, like, hey, here's the side effects, and every side effect is diarrhea. I can't, why can't they just make a pill that just cures everything? I know it's asking a lot, but it'd be a lot easier if we just had a medication that just cured everything. It's 2023, people. Let's, let's figure it out. Right? I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I stopped feeling sorry for myself, or I'm trying to. Well, no, I'm going to. I'm not trying to. I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself um, because I'm, like, so down and out about gaining weight and going to the gym. So I've been going to the gym every day since, like, the 7th. Um, and I'm trying to keep pushing myself to do that. Even if I'm not uh, at a place to go to the gym, I do, like, my push-ups. Do 100 push-ups in a day. I don't do them at a time. That's too tough. I do, like, increments of 10 every so often. So at least I do 100 a day because your boy wants to get them biceps. You know what I mean? Scott Steiner, big pump a pump. Holler if you hear me. If you don't understand that reference, I'm sorry. And uh, you should. But I'm uh, hopefully people – I don't really have New Year's resolutions. I think I just I just want to be happy. That's all I want this year is like I just want to be fucking happy every day. And I know that's unrealistic. We all have our days. Every dog has its day. Am I right? I just want to be okay. That's all I ask for. That's my New Year's resolution is to figure out how to be just okay. And that's fine. But I'm going to do some great things. I'm going to keep going to the gym. I'm going to keep kicking ass. I'm going to keep doing the podcast. I'm just going to keep on being a better Tim. I'm not going to be 2022 Tim. I'm going to be 2023 Tim. 2019 Tim was the worst Tim of all. That guy was awful. That guy was, woof. Didn't want to be around him. Um, but yeah, I know I talked about autism uh, recently about that. And uh, if you haven't uh, checked out the interview with Sam with Autism Rocks and Rolls, you should go check that out. He's a high-functioning human being uh, on the autism spectrum that has a podcast about mental health and like talks to certain people. And uh, I had him on and he was just a delight, absolute delight. Um, but I feel like that gets lost in uh, the translation of mental health. I don't think a lot of people instantly think about someone who's autistic or someone who has Down syndrome when it comes to mental health. And it's very interesting. There's little uh, to no research on this. So it was kind of tough to find, but I did find some information. Uh, autistic people can obviously have good health good mental health. Uh, according to the autism research charity, Autistica, I think that's how it's spelled. Kind of a weird name, right? Seven out of 10 autistic people have a mental health condition such as anxiety, depression, ADHD, or OCD. Um, and then there's a difference between autism and Down syndrome. I feel like people put those into the same category, which it can be, but not necessarily every time. Uh, it's possible for a person to have both. Um, you might know someone with Down syndrome or someone who's autistic. You may even know someone with a dual diagnosis of both. Yeah. So I like learning things every day. I feel like I was one of those people that I thought they were kind of hand in hand, but they're not. 
But again, like everybody is a human being, no matter what you are. We're all in the same boat. We all take poops and toilets. You know what I mean? Everyone's money's green. We should all be treated the same and act the same. Um, but yeah, again, we got to look out for everybody and anybody when it comes to mental health and making sure we're all good. And even people that are autistic or people that have Down syndrome or just everyday people, like it's, we just got to make sure everyone's good. And no matter who you are or what you are or what you're diagnosed with, be good, just be good to everybody. But yeah, autism and mental health has little to no research that I found out, which is kind of sad. They'll do all these other researches about God knows what. They'll be like, oh, how many cherries are eaten over apples? I just made that up, but there's probably a research on that. I don't understand half the research stuff. Um, but yeah. And what they what they can go through, people with autism, they can struggle to try to fit in or make sense of the world, which can lead to feelings of depression and anxiety. And are most likely to face stigma and discrimination as well. I know I talked about this, the John Quixote's, what would you do when uh, the person with Down syndrome was bagging the groceries and the uh, the customer who was an actress was like degrading him and like talking down to him. And I said like, if that was me in that situation behind that lady, I would lose my shit. You know what I mean? I think anyone would. And a lot of people did speak up in that scenario, which was really good to see. Um. And then autistic people are less likely to have appropriate support available. For example, group therapy might not be suitable for autistic people or therapists might not know how to adapt to their approach to helping autistic people. Yeah, that's going to be really tough, um, especially when there's like no research to this. So how are people supposed to learn? Uh, this is how, You're not going to learn this from me, obviously. I'm not a professional, but we got to do more to check up on people. So no, again, no matter who you are, what you are, what you're diagnosed with, Whatever. Just check up on everybody and it'll help out. I was looking into uh, ketamine treatments because I'm really interested in it. Uh, it is expensive as shit. It was like 400 bucks for like a couple treatments and like a, a meeting. I didn't know it was that much money. And like, I just, I was like, why, why am I looking this up? It's too much money. That's pretty much my story. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like they talk about how well this is and it's doing so many great things for people. And obviously it's for the rich. It's not for the poor or the middle class, really, unless the middle class wants to become poor by paying for this stuff just to have good mental health. I wouldn't say it's unfair, but it's definitely shitty. And again, it was like 400 bucks for like not even that many treatments. So like you get what X amount of treatments. Let's just say four treatments. And then what else happens after that? You just keep going back. Are you addicted to ketamine? Like, are you just kind of keep fighting that and making sure that you get ketamine to make yourself feel better? That's why people rely on street drugs to feel better. Like a lot of people like do heroin to get rid of the pain. Like I could see why people do that. And it's unfortunate. But yeah, ketamine treatments, way too much money, way too much money. If anyone actually does it, let me know. Cause I want to know how it really is. Cause I know they do like all that shit where like they get watched and uh, it's kind of like the shroom thing. I, I know they do this and they put like a mask on you and you relax and there's like a psychologist there, a psychiatrist. Just, I want to, I want to be able to do it. Like there's no Groupon for ketamine treatments and there should be right. I just want to try it. See if it works. I just want to be better. That's all I want. Give me my ketamine. I read this. I don't try to like read the news as much because I want these episodes to like be 
listen to at any time without being like, oh, that happened in the news. But I feel like this one uh, is an all time. So I have thoughts about a woman uh, who moved 10 minutes away from Disney to help her mental health. She battled with depression and anxiety and was always a fan of Disney. Okay, I'm going to say one thing real quick before I get into this. I don't say people are crazy in a way that they're crazy. You know what I mean? I'll never talk down to somebody like, oh, you're a crazy person. Like, I will never do that. But I think we can all agree that Disney people are fucking crazy. They're they're dubbed Disney freaks. You know who I'm talking about? The people that just love Disney too much? And you're like, hey, man, you love Disney way too much. You got to turn it down a notch. I like Disney as much as the next person, but then some people who take it a little too far. And I'm not saying this woman took it too far because she is trying to help out her mental health and it's actually worked. She moved closer to Disney. Everyone thought she was crazy. She might have been a Disney freak. She probably is a Disney freak. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying she's probably a Disney freak. And she lives close 10 minutes away. I, I Honestly, that's not cheap. Unless they get deals for people that live in Florida or, or oh, is it, is it Disney? I forget if it's Disney World or Disneyland. I always get the two mixed up and I actually don't really give a shit which one's which. They're both the same to me in my head. But that's going to be super expensive. I'd just be doing... Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to do ketamine? Or do you want to go to the Disney castle every day? Imagine if you could do both. Be on ketamine at Disney. I'd do that. I'd be a Disney freak if I was all hopped up on ketamine. And going to see Lilo and Stitch. That'd be... That'd be something. But yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Let me know. Again, she's not a, she's not a crazy person. She's not crazy for having depression. She's not crazy for having anxiety. She's just crazy for loving Disney too much. I don't know if that's me or not, but you guys know what I'm talking about. And the people that love Disney are probably going to be like, no, I don't really. No, you do. You love Disney too much. Turn it down a notch. I made a meme and I'm trying to make more memes. And it said uh, dark chocolate can help your serotonin levels. So I made a little meme about it, and uh, I thought it was funny. I didn't get a lot of likes on it because I don't know if it was that funny. But there's certain foods that help your serotonin levels, uh, the feel-good the feel good emotions that you need. So here's some list of uh, some foods that could help you out with your serotonin. Poultry, which we can just call chickens, eggs, salmon, fish, soy products, dairy products, nuts, seeds, pineapple, you know, you know my my dudes who be eating pineapple. Am I right, guys? Am I right, ladies? What you think about eating pineapple? Dark greens, veggies, and sauerkraut, which I thought was very interesting. That's I feel like that's very detailed out of these food groups. It's like, yeah, we got dairy, nuts, and sauerkraut. What? Hey, eat all the sauerkraut you guys want. Get those serotonin levels up. I feel like eating too much dairy would be like not good for you. It'd like hurt your tummy. But again, I'm not a professional. You should I'm going to eat all these things and see how happy I get. I'm going to eat pineapple sauerkraut together and see how well my serotonin levels get up there. I'm going to say a lot of these probably cancel each other out if you mix them, and I want to say that's that top, that's the top of the list. So, yeah, eat those things and you'll feel better about yourself. That's Tim's tip of the day. Go eat food. So it's dry January for most. Um, my friend and person I interviewed, Amy Morin from the Very Well podcast, she had uh, a good comment about dry January. Taking a month off from drinking could help you step back and examine your relationship with alcohol. You might learn you depend on it 
to manage stress or feel comfortable in social situations. Or you might discover you feel better and think more clearly when not drinking. When we drink, alcohol has a sedative effect on the body initially, which can make up, can, which can make you drowsy, but the metabolism of it actually causes awakenings and fragmented sleep, which is pretty much shitty ass sleep, right? So shout out to my people with dry January. I always said, like, as a drinker, people that go sober fully, they're elite. You're an elite human if you don't drink, don't do drugs, and you just live that healthy lifestyle 24-7. Hats off to you. Seriously. I wish I could do that. Like, I did dry November for some reason. I just, oh, no, I gave it up for November. Probably the worst month I could have gave up drinking, uh, especially with, like, Thanksgiving and the night before Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Those are some drinking days. I don't know if Black Friday is really a drinking day, but I think every day is a drinking day if you like drinking alcohol. People are like, I feel so much better not drinking. Yeah, you're drinking legit poison. No shit you feel like shit. You're drinking poison. 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 That's just me trying to kill some time while uh, you guys listen to me. Hopefully everyone's doing pretty good today. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, This episode was a little bit delayed because I got tattooed today by my friend Mike, a.k.a. Cubs from Pins and Needles in Brockton, Massachusetts. He is a phenomenal tattoo artist, and I just got Eddie Munster tattooed today, which, funny enough, I interviewed Butch Patrick. So you can go back and listen to good old Butch Patrick and me talk about mental health, talk about the Munsters movie. Munsters movie wasn't that great. I don't like being like that, but that movie wasn't that great. I'm a big Monsters fan. As you can see behind me, I have a Monsters Go Home poster if you're watching this on YouTube. I love the Monsters. They're great. They're hysterical. I love Herman Munster. But that movie, not good. I was very upset about it. And by very upset, I just didn't really care uh, that much. So when I say very upset, then not. But yeah. I love you guys so much. I thank you. So I'm re-releasing an interview with Tony Grebmeyer, a guy I look up to. He's like kind of like a mentor to me with the podcasting game. He was the one that helped me with interviews being like, ask questions like you're the listener. And I knew exactly what he meant. I knew exactly what he meant. And I feel like my questioning is so much perfect. I got new interviews coming out after that. I just wanted to re-release some that I know probably got skipped over because they're my earlier episodes. But... That's a really good interview, and hopefully you guys check it out. Tony Grebmeyer. I thank you guys so much for checking in for 20 Tim Minutes. Again, thank you to Haley with the You'll Be Fine podcast. Be sure to check her out. Again, go to my website, 20timminutes.com. Learn more about me. And again, hopefully you guys have a good dry January for those that are going to partake in it. I wish you the best of luck. Hats off to you. You're a great human being. I'm still trying to kill a couple minutes. So this is this episode is a, a, a little bit after 20 minutes. But yeah, I thank you guys so much for tuning in to 2010 Minutes, honestly. I love you guys and have a good one. And we're clear. Shit. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician 
or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.